<laughs> for 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 like I think your third time on the podcast at this point, or maybe the fourth time, I'm joined again by Victoria Costa from Credit Fix Solutions on a sunny-ish day in Melbourne. How are you, mate? Good, mate, but cold. Oh, is it cold up there? It's too cold. Yeah, yeah. It's getting cold. It's quite cold in Melbourne, but we've just had a bit of sun for the first time today. It's been raining perpetually for a few days, which is always a bit frustrating, but it's sort of Melbourne weather. It's just not good for your mood. I mean, I find just for mental health, getting out and getting a bit of sun is so important. We had all the rains across Sydney, you know, a couple of weeks back. Right. And you could feel that your mood was grey. It was grey like outside, whereas the last mm. few days we've been really lucky. We've enjoyed su- like sunny blue skies, um, which has been really, really nice. I've actually got to sit in the sun for the last few days. That's awesome. Especially I, I find uh, when I lived over in Canada, I was in Vancouver, which is basically 10 months of overcast weather and rain. So when it does get sunny and summery and it hits like 28 degrees on a summer's day there, it's so beautiful. But then you're back mm-hmm. into nine months of shit weather again. So you just sort of take yeah. it out as it comes. But sad, seasonal affective disorder, I reckon that's a thing. Like man flu. Yeah, it's not us making <laughs> shit up to feel better. Um, no. <laughs> I wondered uh, if, if anybody uh, hadn't heard of you before and, and was hoping to get like Cliff's Notes intro of who you are and what you do within the, within the industry, do you reckon you could give us a little bit of a, a background to yourself? I think after running a business for eight years, if I couldn't do a 60-second pitch by now, there's something wrong. Yeah. Something wrong, baby. <laughs> Uh, hey everyone and thanks for listening in. Uh, my name is Victoria and I'm the CEO and founder of Credit Fix Solutions and director of Credit Fix Lawyers. And what we do is we live in the magical world of credit reports and we help people fix or improve their credit reports so in turn they can get better interest rates through their mortgage brokers. Okay. And how long, um, I, I remember the first time we chatted it would have been uh like may of 2021 Mm. it was just before i finished moving down to melbourne i think but the the story i guess of like getting credit fix started is quite a unique one where you you started off like as a single mum raising a kid and while he's at school you're you're bringing it all up getting the office going in in like the place you guys were living at yeah oh yeah yeah never look at where you are and think you can't get to where you want to be. Mm. If my life is any gauge for that sort of dream, you know, keep on dreaming and keep on doing, you know, I, I joined a business course. I was living in, in housing. I had this tiny little credit repair business, probably had one client a month and I was, I was loving life, but mm. um, yeah, it just, it, it grew and you can, if you have a vision, you've got your vision board up, it, it happens, you know, eight years in, I've got a team of 12 and I literally, started this with with nothing absolutely nothing you know twenty dollars worth of business cards from Vistaprint and a um what was it a, a crappy old computer from Centrelink <laughs> so that's what, that's yeah, where you are now is not where you're going to be next month next year you know 10 years time mm. um, sometimes I even you know sort of have to do a double take like really you know we're turning over that much I mean there's a lot of cost involved Don't, it makes me sick like you know the <laughs> Even, even the wage bill, I want to puke every yeah. month. <laughs> it's a lot more simple when it's just you and a couple of clients every month, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it is. I've created a bit of a monster, and yeah. you know, but, but it's great. I've got a great team, and um, I'm not saying it's not hard work, 
many times I didn't have weekends. Many times I've worked, you know, seven in the morning till eight at night. I've built systems. I've taught myself to do a lot because I couldn't afford to hire the people who right. um, are experts in that area. A bit like fixing your own car, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can do it probably but will YouTube. you do a good job <laughs> yeah. yeah i i yeah yeah, yeah. i I've, I've called a mechanic already so he's going to help me now <laughs> now God you've wrecked it. it and now the yeah, mechanic's yeah. going to be three yeah, times yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah it's awful it's a bit sad but it's all right um before before we talk i wanted to talk more about the credit score stuff too but i wondered if you could maybe it's obviously six months into 2022 we're halfway nearly which is crazy um do you mind reflecting on 2021 and how 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 you saw 2021 from your business's perspective like was was the awareness of credit scores and the importance of them do you think that grew through 2021 and how do you see it sort of progressing through this year well, what frustrates me still to this day is there's really no education out there for families, for kids, for families. There's no education in the schools. There's no education in the unis. Um, there's no education going out from government, really, when it comes to understanding credit reporting. And there's just so much misinformation. So all the ads everyone's seeing on TV, you know, get my free credit score, they don't understand that, yeah, that, that report might be okay, but it's only one of three of your reports. I had a lady even last week, even last week, she went on one of those free get my credit score sites, got her credit report. Her score was 800, which is good. So scores range mm. from zero to 1200 for those of you who don't know. If you sit above 700, you've got a good score. You should be able to access most loans and, and most lender options subject to, you know, other criteria, servicing mm. the loan, all the rest of it. Um, and she said to me, she goes, I'm so angry at this entire system she said, I grabbed that report. It was 800. I didn't have anything bad on there. So I went and applied for my car loan and I get knocked back. And they tell me, no, you've, it's because you've got a default. She goes, no, my credit report's fine. I go to another lender thinking that guy's just an idiot, right? <laughs> my credit score's fine. Gets knocked back again. Now she's, you know, got two inquiries on her credit report, which is damaging, you know, doing too many inquiries. You've got to be careful with that. But she had no idea. Um, and, and a lot of people especially the last couple of years I've found have been kind of climbing the walls to get into more secure interest rates to try and consolidate debts. That, that whole, you know, we're scared. We're scared. We're in an unknown economy. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I found a lot more people coming to us going, no, no, I just want this $200 default gone because I need to lock in the very best interest rates. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my business is going to do next month or, you know, I need to consolidate all my debts because we're scared. So many people are scared. So we we got busier in mm. 2021. And then you had all the government grants coming out. But the thing is with those grants, a lot of people were doing the house and land packages and you can't even have one tiny default. So whereas with standard lending, I mean, you might not get the very best rates, but most times if you've got a small default paid telco 350 bucks for example you can still access great rates you might not be able to get a credit card but you know home loans you can get um, but a lot of people were quite scared last year i found and even removing defaults so they could go and get a personal loan whereas over the years i've only really dealt with mortgage brokers mm -hmm. because in past times people who want a personal loan say they want to go on a holiday or whatever they're not 
willing to invest money in credit repair. Whereas if you've got a house on the line, you've got a big debt, potentially you're going to save $40,000, $50,000 in interest a year by removing that default, it's worth the investment. Um, so that was definitely a big shift in, in 2021. And where I see it moving is that consumers are just getting more and more confused. I mean, we've had to put so many resource packs together to give out to people because there's nothing else available. I mean, we give out this, you know, free credit report explainer pack explaining, you know, these are your three credit reports. Did you know every time you miss a payment, it's now in your credit report? Mm -hmm. Did you know that if you keep using buy now, pay laters, you're going to completely stuff up your credit report and your score, right? People just aren't aware. Um, so I find moving into 2022 now, half of our week is just spent educating, which yeah. is it, because it's not stuff we can fix. Yeah, and especially with all the buy now, pay later stuff, like there's been some reporting uh, this week, want banks to be including buy now, pay later type services into like how they, they're servicing some, uh, assessing somebody's debt levels. Because Correct. right now that's not something that's happening. Like that's that's going to be a big a big piece of uh, an interesting development, I reckon. Like mm. it's it's a bit too it's a bit uh, a bit overdue, probably. But hopefully that that does something to help. And I, I wondered too with all of that and how it aff affects your ability to obtain finance. You sort of touched on it there with interest rates. So is something that people can be aware of. If, if you've got a credit score that's on the lower end or you've had some issues with credit or you've got one or two defaults, some banks are just going to say flat out no, depending on what the financing option is. But some banks, it just means you're, you're, you're obviously going to probably have a higher interest rate than what you would sort of rather. There are still lenders out there that do that. Mm -hmm. But mm. you could be talking 7% instead of 3 Yeah. Plus yeah. a 1% establishment fee. So yeah. yeah, so it's not exactly a great option. Yeah, look, I mean, it's still an option. It's still there. But, you know, what's spending a couple of grand on credit repair if you're going to save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars? Yeah. Uh, and, and interest rates are on the rise now, you know. Um, we've, we've got busier since, you know, they're jumping up and down and talking about inflation. We tend to flow with the market. You know, if the market's busy, we're busy. If yeah. something's out there, people can grab like a government grant um, or they're getting scared. And at the moment, families are kind of freaking out. Yeah. Right, yeah. Rightly so. We haven't. We, uh, when was the last time we saw interest rates of like 7%? Uh, I'm not sure about 7%, but I know the, the last time we had rate rises was November 2010. Mm. So a lot of people have never had a rate increase like yeah. in the life of their loan. So it's going to be an interesting time for sure. Speaking of all the rate changes, like my dad, uh, my dad, Dave has got this joke now that we've hired a new marketing director. It's the the governor of the RBA. Cause every time he puts <laughs> out something about the rates going up, we're just getting calls, heaps of calls. Cause people are worried about refinancing now more than ever. So it's been mm. great for mortgage broking and it's, it's hopefully mm. going to, uh, help a lot of consumers get better deals if they get with a broker or just, you know, negotiate a better rate with their existing bank. But it's going to be an inter interesting time this year for sure. It's shaping up to yeah. be a very weird year. And and into next year, um, especially you've got the change of um, political party and they've got full power, don't they? Because they've got all the mm. seats they needed. I mean, it's a good thing in a sense that they'll be able to push through amendments and push through decisions without, you know, this 
bitching from either side and arguing over it, you know, which has been ridiculous. But at least it's now a government that can move on things. You know, they're moving on education and um, all the rest of it, which is which is great. But definitely, if you're if you're worried and, and rates are only going to go up and and things are only going to get more expensive, you know, lettuce is twenty bucks. Um, if you can't afford salad, there's a problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and so then if your mortgage goes up and people who've had mortgages have never, ever had a rate rise, they might be sitting on that level where an extra 300 bucks a month might break the bank. So definitely get in touch with your broker. Definitely get yourself across your credit reports. Get all your credit reports, free ones. That's easy to do. Mm. And chat to your broker about your options. You know, can you look at consolidating some debts? Do you really need the two credit cards or are you only like using one? I, I did this a couple of years ago. I um, My business credit card and my personal, I wasn't really using them, but yet I had two $20,000 limits. So I just dropped them down to the minimum limits of 6000 um, that that all helps, you know, especially if you're going to go and try and consolidate stuff. Um, the less debt, I think the less debt we have at the moment, the better. It's mm. it's time to pull the purse strings in and, you know, um, look, look at your debt ratio and um, look at your spending. And, yeah, I mean, I know that's what we're doing at the moment. Mm. Well, that was, that was sort of the last thing I had. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, obviously, the cost of living stuff's crazy. Like I... I've noticed I'll compare my grocery bills and I've started to notice the cost of things going up. It's also crazy to see empty shelves in the grocery stores because of supply chain issues. Like in at the Coles I go to, there's usually a wall of salad and there's no salad. It's crazy. The wall of salad is gone. Yeah, salad's gone. gone. And yeah, lettuce. I know that uh, KFC are looking at switching out lettuce for cabbage on their burgers. That's disgusting. If anybody out there is eating a KFC burger with cabbage, we can never be friends. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. Oh, yeah. Cabbage is a bit hit and miss in my... I don't mind cabbage in some things, but KFC, they should just take the lettuce off. Like I'd be okay with no lettuce on, on a KFC burger. Yeah. Bit of, bit of mayo and off mm. you go. Don't, yeah. don't put cabbage in yeah. a beef burger. Yeah, ever. It could be a bit, it could be a bit tough, but, but sort of speaking <laughs> on how cost of living's going up and the, to use your words, the tightening, the purse strings, do you, mm. what, what do you sort of, uh, what sort of methods did you use throughout your life especially like when you're a single mom to starting the business like what were your your money saving tips or things that you tried to look at doing to cut down your spending that others might be able to do seeing as now it, it like this is the first time in my adult life where I've had to worry about this like during the GFC I would have been like 11 or 10 so it wasn't really something I had to worry about because I'm just going to school and my parents. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) But So like, this is the first uh, recession or market crash downturn um, that I've been through as an adult. So I've never really had to think about this stuff and think about how I spend my money now. Like what, what changes did you make throughout your life to sort of be better at money, like managing your money better? I think you just need to look at what you're earning and always remember to try and put a little bit away every week. Um, you know, so, so many times you find yourself in life just living week to week. Yeah. Um, but even if you, you know, you might be young, you might just have your, your first job. Uh, maybe you're not earning much, but still you should take about, you know, 10% of whatever you've got and, and put that away. 
so you can't touch it and then you've gone got something for a rainy day right and then with the rest of it you just want to make sure that you're looking at you know what where am I spending my money you know are you um doing uber eats every day I used to never do that you know I would be cooking healthy meals I'd always see you know as a single mum a few years ago back in housing like what's on special and I had no life anyway because I was starting a business so I was just if you if you want to save money start a business because you'll just be at home working on your business mm. <laughs> which doesn't cost you anything other than time right mm. but um yeah look go, going out uh with with friends and stuff or if I'd go to the movies I'd probably you know take my own crap with me <laughs> you know it's just there's just ways I mean Uber Eats is one of the biggest spends I see people making families making mm. and I cringe every time especially when it was during lockdowns we had all the kids at home and everyone wanted uber eats because we could as a family of six at that point in lockdown all together four kids um, for a few months we had all the kids here um, we would spend maybe a thousand bucks a week just on uber easy easy that's a, a lot of money yeah, that's a know. bit so, <laughs> Yeah, just just making your own food is such a big money saver. I still do it now. I still have that same mindset that I I could probably I could order Uber Eats every day if I wanted to. Yeah, I, I could. I earn good money now, but I don't. Mm. Because what why? You know, I I like cooking. I, you know, make good food, tastes better than Uber Eats half the time anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's lots of things you can do. You know, if you're renting somewhere, make sure. You know, if you don't, you don't need all the lights on in your entire unit, for example, you know, switch things off at the PowerPoint. Electricity and gas is all going to get really expensive now. Um, you know, you don't want to live uncomfortably. You want to stay warm, make sure you've got your heaters on and stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, turning things off at PowerPoint, like computers and TVs, that all sucks a lot of energy. You, you can end up saving yourself hundreds of dollars, you know, every, every year. Um, shopping at Audis, that was another one. You know, I used to do, used to go and I used to plan my meals as well for the week. So I'd go to the shops once and that would be everything meal planned for the week. Mm. Um, you know, if you can do your meetings on Zoom, um, save your petrol, save your direct travel costs, you can do that. But I'm not too sure if everyone can do that with, with their jobs. Yeah, that one's the hard one too with petrol prices. is crazy mm. the amount that petrol's gone up. But yeah. I, it, it's true crazy. about the grocery and stuff like I... I find I save a lot more money week to week if I'm prepping out like, okay, Monday to Friday, I'm eating these meals. And because I'm not, a, it doesn't sound like I'm as creative as you, Victoria. I'll just cook. I, I've got a slow cooker and I'll cook a week's worth of lunch and dinners that are the exact same meal that I just add rice to. And then I've just got bacon and eggs every morning. Same yeah. thing, but it's cheap. It's cheap. It's just, you know, it works the meal prep side of things, my friend. It, it still- really does. You you can save a lot of money. If you look at how mm. much you're spending now on Uber Eats and takeouts and all the rest of it, just try a week where you plan your shop, go to Audi's and get your food. You mm. will see a massive difference. Yeah, 100%. And my uh, one of my good friends, this is obviously not, <laughs> this is not actually financial advice. This is more humor, but a friend of mine uh, uh, would say to me when I first turned 18, if you're ever in a spot of bother and you're going to the shops, put everything through the self-serve aisle, uh, the self-serve checkout as onions. Just put it all through as brown onions. You'll save heaps of money. 
I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. <laughs> it, it was funny. I, I just had to mute because okay. I had the kids come running in the door, That's but okay. I was laughing. And you all out there should be laughing. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. But um, like I, I guess it's gonna be it's gonna get worse before it gets better. It seems like in terms of the cost of living pressure and electricity costs are gonna go up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So all you can really do is try and figure out ways to save and put a bit more money aside for your rainy day. Like I've been trying to invest the last like year and a half, and some of that money's probably gonna end up coming out. If if it has oh, yeah. to this so year, but investing in uh, investing in stocks, Aussie all sorts stocks. of stuff, all sorts, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, ETFs mostly because I don't really yeah. know enough about it to like I'm going to put com- money into this company. I just put it into a mix of stuff, so my risk yeah. is a bit more. To, uh, the risk is lowered a little bit by its investing yeah. in all sorts of stuff worldwide. Yeah, not so. not that we're here to give financial advice, but I mean mm. we've got opinions, right? And we've been in the sure. finance game for a long time. And we know a lot of smart people who we talk to and ask questions. And that's another good thing you can do too. You know, if you're if you're starting out, put your 10% away, but you know, get to know some really smart people, you know, go to a local business chamber function, you know, get to know the local businessmen and women in your area who've been in business for many, many years, because you can learn so much from them. And it might just be you're saving 10% of a thousand bucks a week at the moment, but, you know, in a year's time, you could be earning double that and you're ready to invest. Uh, But in the meantime, you can get yourself really educated. And the younger you are, you start this stuff, the better. I didn't understand any of this stuff until probably my late 30s, early 40s, right. um, which is when I started learning and started, you know, investing. And I wish um, wish I'd known about this stuff. But then again, when I was 20, my parents never spoke about that stuff. You know, yeah. my mum only just started her share portfolio last year, the same time as me. And she said the same thing. She goes, I never would have thought or dreamt that I could invest in, in shares. That's for rich people. Yeah. Yeah. It's only recently you've had the systems where you can actually go and buy your shares yourself through a through a platform. Yeah, I never had that. That was never around when I was twenty. You had to be upper class, darling. You know, yeah. <laughs> even yeah, look at the stock market. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I think like technology has been great for that, right? Like. Mm providing platforms so people like it's good and bad because people can be silly with it and lose a lot of money on things they're not really researching but they can also yeah get a piece of the pie in shares or etfs or whatever it is and then over time that'll grow maybe there'll be a few dips but they can sort of understand how that works and then grow their wealth that way rather than leaving it in their bank account like i'm still got a lot of my friends my age that want to get into shares but are a bit scared of the the downsides of it like the dips that might mm-hmm. go on in the market but it's it's sort of just part of it the longer i talk to investing people too it's just sort of part of it like there'll be dips in the market but it'll go up over time so the thing you've got to remember is that the dollar currency loses value every mm-hmm. year so your 10,000 that's sitting in your bank account in 5 years what what interest is the bank going to pay you yeah, yeah it's not a lot crapple but by the time i've even paid you a little bit of interest your 10 grand in 10 years is going to be worth five grand yeah. you, you're losing money by keeping your hard-earned cash in a bank account so if you don't know much about it go and get yourself an advisor mm. look at a scheme that's safe look at a scheme that's more 
property-based, maybe even just chuck it into your super if you don't really need it. But keeping cash in your accounts, you are actually losing money every every day. And yeah, you're right. Stock markets are volatile. You don't just go out there after you listen to this podcast and go and chuck your 10 grand in a stock. Because the other side of the coin is, is whatever you're investing in, you need to invest what you can afford to lose. You need to always remember that mindset. If you've got 10K and you can't afford to lose that 10K, then you don't. But if you've got 10K and you accept that if you lost this money, you'll still be fine, that's when you invest, but you do your homework. I mean, my mum's partner did a ton of research and we did a ton of research before we bought the stocks we bought. Um, But, you know, you can, it is a long-term game now as well because of this inflation, recession, it's a bear market, whatever the hell they call it. Um, But you've got to hold. You know, Warren Buffett, whatever his name is, he said, don't get into the share market. Don't invest unless you're in for 10 years. Just great advice. Yeah, especially like like I'm not I'm I'm not putting any of my money into investments hoping I'll need it in five years or three years or whatever. I want to leave it for as long as humanly possible to reap as many benefits as I can. So yeah, like but we'll see. Cause we'll see. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've got yeah. Potentially, I'll see you on a podcast in five years' time and you'll be in your mansion, I'll be in mine. We'll be like, yep, sweet. Like the lithium stocks went off. You know? <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking of you recently. We'll, we'll wrap it up in a second too. But I thought of you a couple of days ago because I saw that Afterpay shares have dropped a lot. And the first time we chatted was when Afterpay was just going crazy, mm-hmm. where it had gone to like $90 a share. It's crazy. Now it's all the way down again. It's, it's yeah, the stock market's. If you've got crypto or stocks right now, you, you, it's a bloodbath. You don't even want to look at it. Yeah. But again, it's it's if you've got the money in there, just don't look. You know, mm. maybe look in a year's time. <laughs> yeah. Wait until the news is saying Bitcoin's great again, and then you can look at your Bitcoin and go. Yeah. Or wait for wait for Elon Musk to say something stupid and watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I I benefited off of that when he talked about Dogecoin. I made heaps of yeah. co- I made a bit of cash. It was great. I had to file my first ever capital gains event. It's great fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was interested when they're saying, "Oh, it's the Chinese electric cars. The Chinese are going to build the most electric cars," and I'm like. That's right. I think I've got some of their stocks and they're going through the roof. I'm like, yeah, keep awesome. it coming. Keep, it's like every day you're watching the news, you're like, say something about batteries and lithium. Just say yeah, it. Yeah. Just say it. Like whatever you've invested in. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You can look at, you know, tech stocks and there's, um, you know, resource stocks and there's all sorts of, and it's actually good fun to read up on these businesses and, and look at the graphs and look at the histories and look at, look at who's running it because mm. a business is only as good as the people running it, right? So when you're looking into these companies, don't just look at the company or the trading or the financials. Who's running it? Is it someone freaking awesome or is it someone that's got uh, a bit of a dodgy past? If if people wanted to get in touch with you or learn more about the the company Credit Fix, how how could they do that? I'll just jump on the website, creditfixsolutions.com.au. Jump on there, Mm -hmm. fill in the contact form. You might get a hold of me if it's busy and I'm jumping in sales. But if you don't get me, you'll get one of the team, uh, Amelia or, or Cookie, one of the girls, and um, we'll help you go through your credit report, get you educated. Easy. And I'll put, to anyone listening, I'll put uh, Experian and all the other, the three uh, credit score uh, websites. Yes, we please. always put them in the in the description box of everything that we ever do with you guys. So we'll do that too. Yeah. Good one, Damien. Love Hell your work. Yeah. Love your work too, mate.